Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios. Oh, you know you like to hear me say it. It's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always... It's Gator. And on the line, for Listener Interaction Tuesday, we have listener Will Parrish. How are you, Will? Oh, well, how about yourself? Fantastic. Yes. And we want to thank Will out of the gate here for uh, sending us uh, a nice group of cigars to pick from to have on the show today. Indeed. so Didn't today, have to do that, but we appreciate it. Not at all. So today we're going to be smoking the Warped La Comina. This is a Corona 5.5 by 44 size, and it features an Ecuadorian wrapper, an Ecuadorian binder, and filler made up of Dominican Republic and Nicaraguan tobacco. Now, in my research about this, I don't know if you uh, you knew this, Will, but only a hundred of these cigars are made each day, and strictly by level nine master rollers at the uh, El, uh, famed El Titan de Bronze factory in Miami, Florida. Uh, yeah, I was I was aware of that. So good, and I think it's only a handful of them that actually roll it, like maybe less than ten people. Yeah, it's very not, cool. How many? So yeah, so we uh, so, we have a very nice little limited cigar here. So. Well, I say we get right into the cut. I was going to say, well, we're currently sitting in the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios at Riverman Cigar Company. But that brings up the fact that today it is time to go ahead and cut the cigar. And that cut is brought to us by Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Our man Dan over there at Riverman, he's been, uh, the the humidor has been getting stocked up. The lounge has been getting busy. And it's a good time to hang out at Riverman. I've been hanging out over there quite a bit this week, it seems like. Um. I was over there a couple days, and then today we were going to record at my place, but then Jeff said it was just too blazing hot outside. And it and is. so we decided to come over here and utilize the air conditioning here in the uh, the back of Rig- Riverman Cigar Company, and we're enjoying it. It's nice. Got, got, a, got a nice, healthy lounge going today. Oh, yeah. He's got about four or five guys back yep. there hanging out, and, you know, little John is... Uh, Man in the ship today, so it's it's a good day to swing by Riverman Cigar Company, get yourself some awesome cigars, and uh, hang out and say hi. There you go. So if you're in the St. Louis area, make sure you swing by Riverman Cigar Company, and if you're not in the St. Louis area, you can still support a brick-and-mortar company like Riverman by calling Dan at uh, the shop, and he does mail order, so he can get a box of cigars sent to you right away, and then you can still support a brick-and-mortar shop. Exactly. So... It's Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time that we go ahead and cut the cigar. There you go. Now, Will, you mentioned off air that you're big on the punch. I am. I'm big on the punch. Good deal. I know, Nick, what did you do, a V or a straight? I V cut. You V cut? Okay, this has a pigtail. It does. And I'm going to do what I think you're supposed to do with it. And I'm sure the listeners will tell me that I'm wrong. But you're supposed to just pinch it off. There, I mean, if anybody knows about pinching it off, Jeff, it's you. <laughs> Don't do well, it in Dan's sink. Well, do you see what I have to put up with? Oh. I see. <laughs> Just don't do it in Dan's sink. That's all everybody asks. There we go. So, okay. My cigar is open and ready for business. I'll leave that one alone, too. Um, so, cold draw time. Okay, it's going to be a hard cold draw. You know why? Why is that? It's closed foot. It's a shirt burner. It is a closed foot cigar. Hmm. Cinnamon. Okay. Well, maybe. 
I'll give you that. A little how about spice. you? How about you, Will? What spice. do you uh, What do you taste there? Thinking a little bit of hay, a little bit of raisin. There's a sweetness to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm picking it up as cinnamon, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like a spicy sweetness to yeah. it. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and fire this guy up, and uh, like Jeff pointed out, it is a close foot, so we're going to... Yeah, that's I'm leading this away from lean me. Lean up a little bit so that yeah, I... Yeah, do you ever run into that? Well, um, closed feet and, and my shirts do not go well together. I've run in that to the past. Uh, some of the cigars I've smoked, not too often. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's not the... It's not the ash that gets you. It's always that little fleck of uh, wrapper that falls right. off as a burning shard and goes right into your clothes. That's what will get you. All right. Ooh, man, good draw on this thing. Yeah, this is a great cigar. What do you think there, Nick? No, I'm liking it. You're right. The draw is really good. I mean, I just lit it up, but it got past uh, past that closed foot pretty good. And um, put up a ton of smoke. Uh, uh. I don't know if I, I, I'm not sure if we've done a warped on the show or not because I'm not. We have, we have, we've okay, had, we've done at least one, at least one, okay, but um, but not this one. But yeah, we have, we have done a prior because Dan uh, provided us those cigars. Now going back to the closed foot, um, do y'all typically use the torch for every cigar? Or do y'all usually use a match or? On these clothes, clothes, I like to use a uh, a big a big lighter. You know, started. that's a good point. Um, I do typically always use a torch just because, for me, you know, it just gets it done quicker, and I'm and I'm looking to just kind of get the cigar lit and going. Um, right. I know Jeff in the past has had a soft flame. Um, Whether like matches on, or big, yeah, yeah, on the deck or my Zippo, even since yeah. we're not on the deck, I guess you right. just only had the. I actually used a house lighter torch. here, so did what well, with the torch. So I have a cutter in my pocket, but I do not have a uh, don't have a torch with me. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that was. I was going to say I don't know if that came up over the microphone there for you, Will, but it almost sounded like the Geico pig squealing. Yeah, like somebody stuck a pig. That was that was bizarre. Yeah, very strange. Maybe that was a ghost here at Riverman. I'm not sure. That was different. Mm. So, um, Will, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where uh, you know where where are you from in the states here? Uh, I'm actually located in uh, Lewisburg, North Carolina. Um, born and raised here, and uh, we're about thirty minutes from Raleigh, which is the state capital. So we're a good, you know, two two and a half hours from the beach and three hours from the mountains. So we're on a That's a nice place to be, I would think. It is. Yeah, you you got the best of both worlds there within a drive. That's right. I like that. So one of the reasons, and, and we, you and I have conversed a little bit on Instagram uh, Messenger, but one of the reasons that I definitely wanted to get you on the show here is you had conveyed to me that you grew up working on a tobacco farm. Uh, I did. Uh, we have a family tobacco farm here where we usually raise about 400 acres of tobacco, but flukier tobacco and uh, organic tobacco as well. Now, most of that would be mainly, most of the, you said flute cured, is that how, is that how you're saying that? Yeah, flute cured. Yeah, so most of that would be more of a cigarette tobacco, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. We have a contract through uh, R.J. Reynolds at the moment to uh, to grow their tobacco. Okay, and then with the uh, with the organic tobacco, what do you do with that? Is that contracted out, or what do you do there? Yeah, that's through uh, R.J. Reynolds's organic program. It's called uh, Santa Fe. Oh, and that's okay. Just, that's just tobacco with organic certified chemicals on it. Okay. It's not it's not a hundred percent chemical free or you know, cancer free as most people were thinking, but it's just got certified organic, certified organic chemicals. So the, it's certified organic, the, the, the inputs and things that you use on the tobacco in the fields and I guess in the curing process. Correct. Okay. Um, so, so tell us, what was it like as a kid, um, growing up on this family tobacco farm? Like what were the tasks that you had to do? You know, how did you take care of the tobacco and whatnot? Um, from an early age, I was driving tractors down the road long before I was 16 or, you know, old enough to drive a vehicle. Yeah. And uh, after, you know, through high school, middle school, I worked on the tobacco farm in the afternoons after school. Um, and then into college, I worked on the farm. And then just recently, within the last five years, I got a, uh, I got a job working with a local tobacco processor here. And uh, so I'm actually a tobacco grader now for that company. Ah, okay. Now, what does that entail? Um, basically, when the bills come, we uh, all the local farmers we buy their tobacco, and whether it's uh, you know a bottom leaf, a mid leaf, or a top leaf, we ha- we give it a grade by the amount of damage just on it, what color it is, and then the company <coughs> the companies. Uh, send us a blend of which percentage of which tobacco they want in their cigarette blend. And we actually uh, make sure that their percentages are close as possible to their blends. Okay. And then, so typically what are you, when, when you talk about damage on the leaf, are you talking about, um, you know, maybe pest damage or are you talking about damage uh, from shipping? What do you, what, what kind of things are you looking for that change the grades of the tobacco? Whether it's burn damage, um, disease damage, uh, from you know, from the soil, you know, anything that anything that damages the quality of the leaf uh, makes it a lower level grade. Do you happen to know maybe what the differences are between cigarette tobacco, like you're talking about, and the tobacco that's used for cigars? Like, you know, can you get? Are you? I don't know if you've. If you're if you if you've kind of encountered that to where you would even be able to answer this question, but like I'm just curious as to what the differences are between them. Well, for the for the uh, cigar world, you know, they use a long leaf tobacco, or they're using you know long, the whole entire leaf just wrapped up is making the cigar, whereas you know a cigarette is is just tiny 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 pieces of tobacco mixed together to, to give it a blend. Yeah. To give it a taste. Whereas the the cigar world is the long leaf just wrapped together. It's just one long leaf. So okay. Where, so like but I guess like when you're saying that you at your farm you grow cigarette tobacco. Correct. Could that tobacco be used for a cigar or is it just that I mean it, it you know what I mean? It, it could be if it was it could be in the long run. It could be, but I'm not sure the the taste profile is what you're looking for. Okay. In the food. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
So, um, you 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 grow up on the tobacco farm, and you're working mainly in the cigarette industry there with the cigarette tobacco. How do you get into, or what got you into uh, smoking premium cigars? Uh, it all it all kind of got started roughly 15 or 16 years ago. Um, my first little my cousin's daughter was born, and he passed out cigars when she was born. You know, the it's a boy, it's a girl cigar deal. And um, that was my first premium cigar. And then, of course, I smoked here and there along the way and um, really got into it roughly, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago of you know, smoking my very first premium cigar, which happened to be a uh, Diamond Crown. So, mm. That's a good one to start off with. Definitely. It was. And get you spoiled the, right off the bat, though, man. Yes, <laughs> it was. It definitely spoiled me because I thought it was only up from there. And, uh, you know, kind of found my palate over the years and, you know, kind of drifted into the Fuente world and uh, sticking in sticking in that group for a little while. So what is your palate? So, so like, what kind of cigars do you like? What do you normally smoke? Yeah, I mean, Fuente, obviously, you just mentioned them. Uh, so I usually stick in the the medium to mild in there, and then every once in a while I'll branch out and smoke something heavier, but medium to mild. Okay, okay. So that other than the Fuente, you know, cigars, any other favorites that you like? Um, being a little bit biased here, uh, Amendola cigars is within an hour drive from from my house, so. Nothing biased like in the local state. No, man. not at all. And Amendola makes good cigars. He makes great cigars. Yeah. And I actually, actually smoked some of his cigars before he was actually Amendola and um, just kind of followed him through his little passage and crowd to see where he's moving things towards. Yeah, he's been doing really good work there. I know. And, and keeps expanding out and gaining more territory. I mean, he's he's doing really well over there. Absolutely. I know they just got back from Vegas at the PCA, and he said it, it was one of the best times he's ever had. So, Now, uh, Will, I'm going to point out that uh, when you shipped these cigars to us, and you gave us some extra cigars, too, which you did not have to do, but I really do appreciate it. I mean, I'm not going to turn around and ship them back to you, because that would just be crazy. But Just trying to. Just trying to class up the joint. Yeah, I'm, oh. I, I, I was impressed, because you sent us an Opus X. And Nick doesn't know this, but you also sent me a Jaguar. I did. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got five of them, so, you know. I, mean, I know. You know. But you're not sharing them. Well, I was going to share one with look you on our, on our anniversary show, but now that I know that you have one, I guess look I at, get to keep mine. Look at so. that guy right there. <laughs> Thanks, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Now, you also threw in uh, an Amendola for us. Right. Yeah. And which one is that? The Crim- Cremiso? Yeah. Cremioso, Cremioso. That's a nice cigar, dude. It is. So that was really nice of you to send those out to us. And, Nick, I want to point out, Will was kind enough to ship them to us in a cigar pulpit tin. I noticed that, which means at some point or another, he encountered the Bishop and the Gator. Exactly. So what did you think of those? I have. I've smoked both of them, and I've tried to get them here in our local store, but they just, I guess they're not listening to me or... Or they're just not a big big enough crowd for them yet. Yeah. Well, you you let us know that store. We'll we'll start applying a little pressure as well. <laughs> All right. We want to get these that. things out nationwide. 
Uh, so uh, what what was your thoughts on the uh, the Bishop and the Gator? I enjoyed both of them. Both of them were great sticks. Um, I felt like the Gator was you know similar to uh, other Connecticut's I smoked before, but had a little bit of extra in there. Um, and then the Bishop was also good. So it was no complaints on my end. I enjoyed both. Yeah, I would think based off what you were saying, your palate and kind of what other cigars you like to smoke and everything, I would think that the Gator probably would be a little bit more in your wheelhouse than, than the Bishop would be. Well, it was, but like I said, I enjoy, I enjoyed both of them. Well, I appreciate that. We do. And just a shameless cheap plug here for the listeners. If you don't have them in your local stores, like we're lucky enough to have them in Riverman here, and they're soon to be at the Hill Cigar Company and also Lit in St. Louis has them. Um, you know, because those are our local lounges, and they've been kind enough to bring them on. But you can also go to uh, martinascigars.com, and you can order yourself the Bishop and Gator. So had to throw in a little cheap plug there. Indeed. <laughs> so what's everybody getting on this uh, Warped La Comina? I'll tell you what, it's got a gorgeous white flaky ash to it. Um, Hangs on really, really well, Yeah, it well does. Too. The uh, construction on it's been nice. It's got a little bit of a... Kind of a... It is smoking excellent. It's yeah. smoking really, really good. Um, and we all three did different cuts on it, and I don't think any of us uh, have any complaints there at all. My burn line is just impeccable. Mm-hmm. It's a smaller ring gauge cigar. Is that uh, how's that working out for you there, Nick? I know you like the bigger ring gauge. No, it's but fine. I mean, it's it. You know, it's a Corona. It's fine. It's, it's got a good bad. flavor to it. It does. It's kind of got like a little bit of a, I don't know, kind of a cedary kind of spice thing going yeah. on it's, i think that may be what i was catching a cinnamon earlier yeah maybe almost like a juniper berry or something uh, i don't know but some sort of like bait <laughs> lord knows <laughs> what was that I'm man getting, i'm getting persimmons persimmons, persimmons no course. okay you're 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 a country boy you know what a persimmon is right of course they they've got spice to them they definitely do i do yep i'm i'm a big fan I'm, i've been watching my trees and, you know, they're all green right now, but, uh, you know, by this fall, when we get our first frost, I'll be out there harvesting my persimmons. You stopping in the middle of the road and picking up fruit there, Will? No, I'm not, actually. You say it, <laughs> you say it like it's wrong. <laughs> I mean, Jeff. Well, are you, are you as a country boy going to tell me you've never cut, like, uh, asparagus out of, a, out of a fence line and ate, eaten it? I have not done that. Oh, man, you are missing one of the great pleasures of life, free asparagus. Um, I kind of like uh, I kind of like eating wild turkey myself. <laughs> okay. Are you a hunter? I am. Oh, good deal. What what uh, what all kind of stuff do you hunt down there? Uh, well, we have everything here. Uh, deer, duck, turkey, but mostly I'm just a uh, duck, duck and turkey. Okay. So, see, now I grew up waterfowl hunting in southern Illinois. And initially, it was mainly geese, you know, Canadian geese that we hunted. But over time, the the flocks have changed, and we're actually getting a ton of snows and blues and, you know, brands and different things that come in now. And we're getting fewer and fewer Canadian geese that migrate, you know, through the Mississippi Flyway here. But, uh, yeah, I grew up waterfowl hunting. I grew up uh, upland game hunting, quail and whatnot. And, yeah, just it, it, it was a great childhood to have living out on the farm and, you know, you, it's a good connection because you you hunt and then you eat what you hunt. And I don't think a lot of people, you know, can appreciate or understand that process, you know, if you don't grow up kind of as a country boy and you're doing that kind of thing. That's right. 
So that's then, exactly right. So getting back to cigars, then you mentioned your lounge. Uh, you want to give your lounge a shout out and kind of tell us uh, how you encountered that and maybe you know what you like about your lounge. So my little, what I consider my little local lounge is uh, JR actually has a brick and mortar here okay. down in Smithfield, North Carolina, or Selma. Smithfield, Selma, it's all in the same area. Mm-hmm. And um, me and my me and my dad usually go down maybe once a month and smoke a cigar and purchase some cigars and, and hang out for a little while. So it's a good group of guys down there. Very cool. Now, now let me ask you, I'm going to circle back to the farm for a little bit. Have you ever taken, like, maybe if you had an overrun on the tobacco or something, have you ever tried to roll your own cigar? Is that is that something you ever uh, gave a shot at? Uh, we have done that in the past um, when I was younger. But, it, you know, coming straight out of the barn, you know, with all those chemicals just freshly cooked, it wasn't it wasn't the best. Yeah, because those barns get a get a very strong ammonia flavor, I'm guessing. They do. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know Nick has actually toured uh, one of the farms uh, when you went to the barn smoker a couple of years back down yes, in, uh, was that in Kentucky? That was in Kentucky. And now that was fire cured stuff. And, uh, but man, that fire curing process, it just, just puts off a ton of ammonia in the air to the point that it's actually really difficult to stay in the barn as, um, as it as it's curing and everything it's just it's just hard to breathe with that uh with you going to the fire cured barns and smelling that burly tobacco we also process process that here at our at my at my job as well oh okay very cool so i know exactly what you're talking about with that strong pneumonia you know making your eyes tear up and hard to breathe so yeah it's definitely something we have to deal with here. Yeah, because that fermenting process or whatever puts off a lot of that, if I'm not mistaken. It does. Yeah, and you got to be careful with that, you know, just because, like you said, like I was saying, I mean, it's just so hard to breathe in there, um, you know, as you're dealing with it. But, yeah, interesting. Yep. Well, very cool. Yeah. Well, so then um, your area where you're growing, um, I mean, I know that the Carolinas typically – you know, tobacco, there's a, there's a rich history of, of the Carolinas growing tobacco and everything. So, um, I'm assuming you're not the only farm in the area growing tobacco. No, there's a, there's many farms here in the local area that grow tobacco gotcha. from the mountains onto the coast. It's a great group of people and you can usually tell when somebody's growing up on a farm, the way they act, the way they talk and carry on. So, so. You said it's a family farm. So when was your farm established? Our family family farm was probably established in the late, maybe the late 50s. Okay. As far back as I know, my grandfather uh, farmed tobacco here, and and now my uncles have uh, taken it over. Interesting. So you guys are relatively, you know, relatively new into the game. I mean, just, not just 70 years. Well, yeah, but it's not like, <laughs> you know, we're we're not necessarily talking back to like, pre-revolution the centennial farm kind of thing yeah exactly but you know but i mean but let's be real you're 70 years in you're not too far from a centennial farm true right yeah you're closer to it than you're further away that's for sure yeah interesting so and then you know and we talked a little bit with Corey frisbee because he was doing seven acres of tobacco and you know he's doing some broadleaf stuff and whatnot up in western missouri we had him on an earlier show what what is the process to put in 400 acres of tobacco? Is it very labor intensive? Do you have it mainly mechanized? How does that work? Uh, everything here is uh, done by hand on our farm. Uh, wow! We, yeah, every, 
prime by hand and put in by hand. There's a lot of farms here that uh, are using the, you know, the automatic machine to drive through the through the field and harvest it. But on our farm, we still do it by hand. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys have to do the whole. Do you well? And this is this is maybe a question I'm curious about. You know, maybe there's a difference between cigarette tobacco and and cigar tobacco. Like, are you guys having to do the whole greenhousing to get them going, and then after that, you transfer them from the trays into the ground? That's correct. Wow. Okay. So I can't imagine 400 acres. You're doing 400 acres of that by hand. 400 acres. Well. You know, when we transplant it into the ground, it's done on the back of a transplant. Okay, so you yeah. are using that. At least. So there's some, it's not like fully mechanized or anything, but like you, you're not like sending out like 50 guys with trays in hand and like everybody's Ooh. bending over all day, putting them into the ground. No, they're sitting, they're okay. sitting on the back. That's what I had imagined when you said yeah. that. That's what I was imagining. I'm thinking, oh my God, but okay. No, we, uh, we got a little bit of a, uh, you know, We've come to times a little bit here. <laughs> You'd have to for 400 acres. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. Right. So, so okay. Um, so, 400 acres. Um, I know we attempted to do this math with Corey and everything. So, like, what do you, like, and, and if you don't want to say, you know, if, if you want to keep it private, that's fine. But, like, what is an annual yield? Like, what? how much tobacco are we talking? Uh. Right offhand, I couldn't tell you. I'm okay. not the the book work. I'm just the I well when I worked on the farm, I was the grunt work. So, so you're out there putting the plants in the ground, and yeah. doing all that. Then that's right. I wow. would think even even you know cured down, fermented, cured down, whatever whatever process you're doing, that's got to be a tremendous amount of uh, output from that 400 acres. It is. Now, do you guys use your your own curing barns? Um, do you sell it? Do you cure it there on your farm, or is there like a centralized, you know, like like for us, um, growing up on a grain farm, you know, we would pick our corn, beans, wheat, whatever we had growing, and we'd either put it up in the barn, um, you know, in in a granary shed or in our barn, or in our uh, grain bins, and you know, then or sell it to market depending on the price and you know the the moisture and everything, you know, a lot of things went into consideration after you picked it out of the field whether you're going to sell it immediately or dry it down more in the grain bin. So, like, do, do you send your stuff to a centralized processing area, or do you process it and then send it out, um, you know, kind of as a finished product for them to use? Right. We have, uh, we got 50 barns. Wow. Uh, on our farm. And um, so it sits in the barn for 7 to 10 days, depending on how many leaves or, or how many leaves are in the box. And... Um, when it comes out cured, we bell it, and then, of course, we'll sell a certain amount of poundage to uh, to our contractor. Yeah. Interesting. Well, very cool. Yeah. It actually, yeah. It's, it, you know, it's, there's a lot that goes into it that I, as just a, you know, a smoker, you know, a cigar smoker, don't really think about, you know, all that it takes to get the cigar into my hand. Um, you know, with, with the work like you're doing there with cigarette tobacco and whatnot, you know, the same kind of scales going on with the uh, cigar tobacco as well. It just, it's right. amazing to me. And, you know, that we could get a product in our hand for 5 or 10 or $15, you know, that I know, you know, we've talked on previous shows, you know, you may have, you know, 150 people touch that cigar in our case before it ever makes it into our hand to smoke. Right. 
Yeah, that's, that's right. just mind-boggling. It is. So uh, let me let me go around the horn here and ask real quick what everybody's getting on the cigar. And then I think we need to all do a group retro hail. Mm-hmm. I did one early on, and I know what I got, so I'm waiting to see if it's still there. Huh. Um, well, I uh, I would say that on the actual cigar, it's like I said, it's kind of baking spice. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a slight little bit of like, I don't know, cedar or something like that. There's there's something to it, but um, but it's a good cigar. I mean, it draws really well. The burn line's been great. Smoke production's been great. Um, I'm I'm about halfway on it. I don't know how everybody else is smoking, um, but I'm about halfway on mine, and I'm liking it. It's the Warps La Comina. How about you there, Will? I'm about halfway as well, and still a great smoke, like you said, with the spices and everything. Are you a retrohaler? Uh, I retrohale quite often, so... Oh, okay. I think it's got. I think the spice really pops on that retro hail. It does. Yeah, it definitely does pop. And on it's the not retro. necessarily a black pepper. No, it's not a black pepper. It's it's a it's a baking spice. It's a kind of. I mean, there's maybe a little bit, little hint of like peppery to it. I mean, there's maybe like a red peppercorn. There's yeah. there is Nicaraguan tobacco in the in the filler. So I mean, maybe there's a hint. Of pepper to it, but but by and large, no, it's mostly like baking spice kind the of. The pepper's thing. in the in the background, yeah. not the foreground for exactly. sure. Exactly. No, it's a really good cigar. Well, it's a good choice, man. Hey, nothing but the best, right? Nothing but the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Well, we so, uh, Nick, I think it might be time. Yeah, why don't we go ahead and jump into some ask the boys here? Shall we play a game? You talking to me? I have a question for you. You gotta ask me nicely. Ask me about my winner! You got a question. You ask the Epa. Come on, sucker. Let's get it on. Alright, guys. Well, it's time for us to answer some listener questions on this week's Ask the Boys. And uh, we need you to send in your questions. Uh, we only have uh, two questions here for this week because, quite frankly, you all failed me. Um, you know, I know for a fact we have three. Oh, that's right. Will said that he had one. Will has his own. So that's good. Live question. So Will, here's what we'll do. We'll play the two questions that got called in and we'll save your, your question for last. How's that sound? That works. Perfect. All right. Okay. So yeah, guys, get your questions into us so that we don't have to, you know, only have two, well, three questions, I guess. We got lucky because Will has one. Um, And uh, get your questions in through the Ask the Boys hotline, area code 863-874-0000, and leave your messages. It doesn't have to be about cigars. It could be about really much about anything. But yeah, I mean, get your questions into us. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and listen to... The first question. Hello, boys. It's at Craddock Dennis calling. have to say I enjoy the show, the podcast. I have a bit of a personal question for you. So here goes. It's been on my mind for a while. Do you fellas... I have a problem. Boy, how do I say this? I salivate excessively when smoking cigars. How do I socially accept it? How do I deal with this socially in a socially acceptable manner? I'm kind of bubbling it, burbling it here. So please feel free to edit. Uh, I don't know any suggestions how to deal with this problem of mine. I love cigars, except for the salivation. Have a good one, fellas. Bye. 
Thanks, Dennis. And it's good to hear from you again, man. It's been a little while since we heard from our buddy Craig Dennis there. So Dennis is saying that uh, when he smokes cigars, he has what he described as a salivation problem. Yes. And what the 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 second half of that question, the part that he, you know, was uh, was a gentleman and didn't get into, is that I assume that means that he needs to spit a lot. Yeah. And I will say that I, Dennis, I have the same issue. It depends on what type of tobacco, though. Oh, um, does it? I, I didn't have, realize. That. I have not actually. You know, one of these days I need to keep track of this, and this is where the multitude of cigar journals that I've been giving probably, you know, would come in handy yes. for this. But um, depending upon the type of tobacco, my mouth will either dry out really, really bad, or it'll like start to salivate really bad to where I'm like I'm I'm having to find myself spit a lot. You know, and because the which last is, which is fine when you spit it off of the deck at Kristen's house, but when you spit on the deck, it's disgusting. I mean, says and you've guy, even seen me says, shame you when you do it. Says the guy who's sitting there in his boxers and is pissing in a jug on the deck. I use it to get rid of moles. I'm just saying, you know, whatever. So anyway, I don't um, think one has anything to do with the other. It's it's a variable, like you know what's what's worse here. <laughs> what anyway, is socially acceptable in this age? But um, anyway, like so, Dennis. I mean, there are ways. I think you could slyly do it. Maybe what you could do is, um, I don't know. Maybe conveniently have like a, a drink from McDonald's. You know, sitting next to you there, and maybe you you finish the drink, but you just have the cup. And so you you know going into it that you maybe start to salivate more. So maybe oh my god, you retro straw, pretty much. There, there, that's okay. Jeff has created another term. Yes, you retro straw, and you spit down the straw into the cup, and then that way you're not spitting onto the ground or on the floor or whatever. When I'm out at my my place and I'm I'm sitting you know by myself, I mean personally, I don't particularly care. No, it's crude and you know whatever else, but. You know, it is what it is. Well, it's different if you do it on your in your carport, but or if, if you do it on the floor here at River. But yeah, if you're at the lounge and you start having that issue, have a drink with you. Have a have a can of soda, maybe an empty soda can or something like that that you can just kind of like maybe just carry a spittoon. Well, and and I hate to say it, it is it does sound like a kind of a similar solution for like chew tobacco. Yeah. you know, uh, folks, you know they have that. That bottle Just or that can or something like that. Between your cheek and gum, yeah. You know, they need somewhere to, to, you know, get rid of it. So, I mean, that would be my suggestion there, Dennis. Otherwise, you know, maybe track out and see what tobaccos um, cause the uh, dry mouth versus the uh, heavy salivation. Well, because, because I know... I know there are some that do dry your mouth out. So what you do is you just smoke two cigars. You double fist it, and you smoke one that makes you salivate and one that dries you out, and you just alternate. I'm not entirely sure that's the right answer either, but <laughs> it, it was, I don't know. It was an answer. It was an answer. Yes. Will, do you have any suggestions here? I would uh, I would go with the uh, the empty water bottle. You know, a lot of a lot of guys here that you know do dip, sit in class, or when I was in college and growing up with baseball, they used water bottles and they would just spit into that. So it's kind of a I guess a normal thing here in the South to see somebody with a bottle they spit in. So I'm that's not what, sure exactly it's from, but 
Uh, I believe Dennis is from uh, the Great White North up in Canada. Yeah, it may not be as acceptable there. It isn't, say, Southern Illinois here. But, <laughs> well, but he, here's the thing. If he's doing it when he's smoking a cigar, he's probably, like, either at his place or, like you said, at a lounge or something like that. So, I mean, I would think it would be no big deal for him to just, and don't, like, you know, advertise it, be super obvious about it. But you can you can very slyly can retro straw. use the bottle or the straw or something. <laughs> and Jeff's very proud of himself for coming up with a word here. <laughs> Maybe it's all those Cubans he can get his hands on up there that's causing that salivation. Uh, oh, possibly, possibly. Now, I have a suggestion. Okay. Now, one thing, I want to point this out for all the listeners. The last thing you want to do is if you're going to retro straw is forget that you've retro strawed oh, and yeah, then you, take a drink. You don't want to drink your own chaw. No, no, <laughs> you do not. So just, you know, that that's a friendly uh, reminder. Yeah. Maybe don't do that. So what I like to do when I'm in a situation like that is I will actually take cotton balls and I will stuff the cheeks of my mouth with cotton balls. And that way, while I'm smoking the cigar, it can just suck up the excess uh, saliva. Well, there you go. <laughs> you're, you're just going to you're just going to let that go. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't paying attention to what you said. So I. <laughs> will, Will, were you paying attention to his ignorance? Because. I'll admit, I was, I was li- looking ahead to the next question. So, why don't you go ahead and give him the bishop treatment there? That sounded absolutely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you, I thought I heard something about cotton balls, so I think you, I probably agree. <laughs> when you edit this and you hear what you just kind of like signed off on, yeah, you'll you'll wonder. I'm oh, I never just sign off blindly. That's true, it's true. <laughs> but you uh, know. Gator, you know, Gator, Gator don't play no shit. Hey, you got that right. Gator don't play no <laughs> shit. All right. He's seen the movie. Oh, my gosh. All right. Next well, up. Next up, we uh, we have another question here from the Ask the Boys hotline. What's up, guys? It's Rob. I have just one, I think, very simple question this week. How you usually ask what your death cigar would be, I kind of have the reverse to that. If you were only allowed to smoke the digger the rest of your life, could you or would you have to give up cigars? Thanks. Have a smoky one. Be safe. So if you could only smoke the digger for the rest of your life. That's the only cigar that passes the, uh, what is it, the substantial equivalence. That's the only cigar available. If you could only smoke that for the rest of your life, could you or would you give up cigars? Hmm. Will, why don't you go ahead and go first? Have, have you, you had a digger? Have you had a digger? I have not had a digger. I have not. Okay. But so, to what I've heard from y'all, I would probably have to smoke it, but not you know not not every day. It wouldn't be an everyday cigar. Our I, man Strong does like four or five a day. I will say this. I think maybe if you only had that available to you, over time you would build up a tolerance. Maybe, but man alive. I think alive. it would take a while, and I think you'd have some bad incidents with it early on. Yeah. But I do think over time, and I will say this too, it's a, I think I paid like just shy of 13 bucks for those cigars, okay? And it's a, what, did it, what was it, eight and a half by 60 yeah. It's a big cigar. It's three cigars worth of cigar. It's a big yeah. cigar for $13, okay? And 
it's a heavy, heavy cigar. Um, so it might be one of those ones where you actually cut your uh, your daily cost average quite a bit because you're taking it so slow, and you realistically, at best, even if you're a heavy smoker, I don't know how four, strong does four or five a day, but let's just say you know you take it slow. Maybe you have two a day. I mean. You're still only smoking like twenty six dollars worth of cigars in a day at that point, so I mean, look, I guess the answer for me is yeah, I could do it. It probably wouldn't like you know it wouldn't make me thrilled um to do that constantly it It's an okay cigar uh it's a little heavy for my taste, and like I said, it kicked the shit out of me on the final third, oh yeah, um, but see now, I smoked, but I will say knowing that going into it. I don't know if I would have been driving and, and everything else that I was doing with that cigar. That's a cigar that you have to sit. You have to have your chocolates set out for you. You got to have your drink and you got to like the whole time you're doing it kind of be monitoring your own like body in a way. And yeah. like, when you start to feel bad, take a break, eat some chocolate, you know, and like really hydrate, really make it an experience, you know, because yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, jo- you're laughing, you're joking, yeah. but like, no, I'm not no, joking. I mean, that's, that's the, the sad thing. part. I mean, is I know, smoked that cigar. I know that cigar will kick the shit out of you. Yeah. You got to make sure that you're treating yourself. Okay. During it. But yeah. Now I smoked the tail end of that cigar and I know you and broccoli made fun of me for that. Um, like a week later. Yeah. And it was not... it a week later after putting it in your car in a Ziploc baggie. Yeah. For like a week. And then but you it, jam the lid end in your mouth. That's true. And I'm so glad you didn't see that go down. And I can't believe I actually fessed up because um, that was really nasty. Um, but that being said, I smoked that cigar and it was actually milder a week later than it was when we were smoking it on the show. Interesting. And I don't know why that would be, but it was. Well, I don't know. All I know is for me, when I got to the final third of the the digger... The spice level ramped up to the point that my whole mouth was tingling and kind of on fire. You know, my my gut was starting to like hurt a little bit. My head was said swimming. That. I mean, it was it was a nicotine bomb by the final we, third of it. Through all and, these shows, we're coming up on two years now. I can only count on one hand the amount of times I've had a nicotine bomb affect me like that, and it yeah. may be three or four times tops. I've never thrown up from a cigar. No, I haven't either. I think if I would have not stopped the digger and gotten something to eat right away, the digger might have been one that was pushing. Might have done it to you. Might have been. But then again, for the last half of the cigar, I was driving. And when I'm driving, I'm concentrating on the road and I'm smoking. Yeah. And I'm smoking a little quicker than I normally would be because... I'm concentrating on the road and just whatever, yeah. you know, so it's one of those things. So maybe that was it. Maybe because I wasn't, I didn't stay at the hill, sit, relax, and really just slowly burn through the last half of the cigar. Maybe I sped up my smoking process to the point that I kind of caused that on myself. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It was an experience, though. So let's let's take the question and reverse it. Okay. Okay, and we can go around the horn since Will hasn't yes, had one Will of these. Yes, not having had the digger, it's kind of like... If you, know. if you could only smoke one cigar for the rest of your life, if, you know, you wake up tomorrow and everything's gone but one cigar, what would you want it to be? Will, we'll let you go first. Well, that's that's going to be an easy one for me. That's going to be the, uh, the Opus X number two. Opus X number Good two. Good choice. 
and that was uh, one of the first opus I ever tried, and have I hate that I found it and loved it so much. I would say you got expensive taste, man. Yeah, here in this area, they're hard to come by. Oh, really? When I when I do find them, I kind of hoard them for a little while. I get that, brother. Opus X number two is going to be my going to be my choice if I could only smoke one for the rest of my life. You want me to go next? Yes, you go next because I'm okay. sitting here. I am struggling with this question. I'm actually going to split the question in two. Okay. Because why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't you? Number one, if money was no object, it's going to be that fine and rare. Okay. It was literally the best cigar I've ever smoked. It was just outstanding. Okay. And, you know, from what Dan told us, I think there's 10 different varieties of tobacco blended together in that. It's an outstanding cigar. Now, um, you know, and I'm going to leave the Bishop and Gator out of it because those are our cigars. And mm-hmm. I've already shameless, cheaply shamelessly plugged those, uh, you know, already. Yeah. I think if, uh, you know, you take the money equation out of it, money's an object. Um, I'll be honest, dude. I could, I could probably get by on the Aladino Cameroon for the rest of time. I like that cigar. It's become a go-to. I like the the taste of it, the spice levels, um, the flavors. You know, I just it's an it's an all around go to cigar for me, and I, that would probably be my go to. Okay, okay. Shame, shameless plug there for our uh, studio sponsor, Jerry Tobacco. Well, but, no, and that's yeah. the thing: the Corojo Reserva is sitting in that. It's it's one of the ones that I'm mulling over here as I'm sitting here thinking about it. Is that I really do like the Corojo Reserva uh, from Aladino. I I boy, I don't know, man. Because, like, I'm also sitting here. I mean, I, I we're at Riverman. I just picked up a couple cigars before we started, and one of them is the uh, Perdomo Habano Sun Grown. I've been smoking that like a chimney for quite a while now. Um, I, I As much as I absolutely love the Reserve 10th Anniversary Champagne, I really think the Habano Sun Grown has probably surpassed it as wow. my favorite perdomo cigar because you um, were going through those like a champ I for know, a while there i know and and i still think probably by and large i've smoked more of those than any other cigar but at the same time i dude the the habano sun grown i think is really uh really moved up the list here um ah god i don't know in terms of like one cigar for the rest of my life i mean yeah that's that's a tough one. I I don't know because man, there's just so many good cigars. It's so hard to just pin it down to one. Um, I know you. I know you said you enjoyed that uh, J.C. Newman Americana. Where would that be on your list? Um, the American. Well, American. okay. So if again, if price is no object, because it is not. I mean, look, man, it's a, it's everything in it's all American. So. Price is definitely an object when you uh, when you consider that cigar. Um, it's good. Um, it's it's probably not. It might be within the top ten, but I don't know if it's within the top like three. You know. Um, well, one one I didn't even mention is the Yagua, and again, Will was kind enough to give me one and not you. But uh, <laughs> I have five. I don't need one. But yeah, <laughs> had to throw that in there. Thanks, Will. Um, but uh, that's an outstanding cigar as well. I mean, like you said, there's. I'm I'm looking at Dan's cabinets right now, and I'm looking at the crowned heads, and I'm looking at the Martinez, 
And, you know, the Oscars are right behind you there. Yep. There's so many good cigars out there. It's a difficult question for sure. It is. It is. I mean, you know, like that's the thing. You know, with Oscar, you've got I, the Oscar Habano is is a really good cigar. The Leaf um, by Oscar Connecticut's outstanding. The, yeah. The uh, Herrera Esteli Habano. You can really, really good, taste the Esteli. Really good cigar. I mean, <laughs> I've been on a real Habano kick if you haven't yeah. told me, if you can't tell. But, um yeah, by and large, it's 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 really hard to pin down. Now that brick house Ciento Port Ciento that I bought that box of down at uh, Newman's Factory when we were down there in November, um, I have lit up one or two of those recently again, and boy, that's a good cigar. Um, Do you find it's aging well in the humidor? Yeah, I mean the spice on that's coming through really yeah. well and everything. So no, I've been really happy with that. So it's hard to hard to pin down. That one, I don't. I'm. Let's just put it this way. I think I'm going to go ahead. Are you Adam protocoling me? I'm not Adam. I'm. I'm <laughs> avoiding the question. I'm not necessarily Adam protocoling it. But but what I will say is that uh, I'm really glad that I'm not in a position that I have to pick only one cigar for the rest of my life because uh, I think it'd be really difficult. Yep. Really difficult. I so, get that. So, Will, we've heard the two questions that came in through the Ask the Boys hotline. So now it's your turn. So what's the question? My question is, uh, if there was one factory that you could go tour, any of the cigar factories, what cigar factory would you tour? Oh, okay. Okay. Well. Now, I want to say, we have toured the J.C. Newman factory. We have. That, that is, I think, is that one of the few in the States? Um. Well, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. I so. It might be, like, the biggest to, like, only one of the biggest in the states, to be honest. Is Deadwood's factory here in the states? That I don't know. I do not know that either. Because technically, Swisher owns Drew Estate, and they own or they put out the Deadwood cigars. Right. So I don't know. Um, but I'll say, um, oh, man, we've been planning a trip. Yeah, I mean. You know, Husto has talked about us coming down to Honduras to come to his place. I know I had spoken with Corey Frisbee just prior to COVID about the idea of going down to Oscar's place in Honduras. Um, and then at the same time, you know, I know that Nick Perdomo does a lot of tours of the Perdomo uh, facility down in Nicaragua. And yeah. I think that would be really cool and interesting to go to as well. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it's. Hard to pin down anyone. I think any one of them would be really cool to go see. Or all. Well, yeah. I mean, but but I do think any one of them would be really Nick fun and to Gator see. do Central America. Oh God, that's an international incident waiting <laughs> to happen. Do they have Interpol down there? Because mm -hmm. I have issues with Europe over that. So <laughs> Gator's going to end up on an episode of Locked Up Abroad. Oh, dude. I it's, would not do well out in the yard. No, it's going to end very poorly. <laughs> it's going to end very, very poorly. I saw Midnight Express. I, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there a factor? Uh, so, like, yeah, okay. Interesting question. Well, we'll a turnabout you, here. You growing up on a tobacco farm, it's kind of like, uh, you know, old hat, you know, and everything. But is there one of the farms that you would like to see? Uh, I would love to spend the weekend uh, down in the Fuente Factory. Okay. 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 And uh, 
Actually, uh, we flew over the Dominican, uh, me and my wife did, on the way to our uh, honeymoon in Aruba. So I kind of felt, you know, a little bit a little bit at home when I flew over top of it for just a few seconds. So you get to see it kind of, sort of. Well, no, probably just saw cloud cover at that point, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little high, didn't didn't get to see it. See well, it. don't accuse him of being high. I meant the plane, you jack. Well, I want to apologize on behalf of the pulpit. I didn't mean that he was high. High. I meant that he was. Never mind. Altitude. Al- high. Oh, altitude. Okay. I wanted yeah, to clarify. Not legal here in the Bible Belt yet. Yeah, not everybody's <laughs> vibing in the gummies with you, Jeff. It's like you know, dude. I have found several places where it's legal, and I liked vacation there. Oh my god. <laughs> Vegas, Illinois now. You know, Will. Man, they're taxing the hell out of it. Will, I'll tell you what, man. Right before we went out to Vegas, it's, I'm 47 years old. And I've never tried anything. I hadn't. Until it's legal, I'm not trying anything. Blah, blah, blah. Goes out to Vegas, and then it's just like all of a sudden, it's like, there it is. The dude comes alive. <laughs> and it's just like, what is what is it? Uh, Dusty Slay always says, "Yeah, got my CBD, yeah. you know, and everything." It's See like, you on down the road. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're not smoking the CBD there, Jeff. I mean, <laughs> you might be, but well, now I've told you, and, and in I'll, addition to the CBD, I will confess of this THC. <laughs> I will confess this live on the show. I don't like to smoke it. I like the gummies. I like the edibles. But when I smoke it, I end up coughing so hard. That I just, it, it like harshes the mellow, and I hurt so bad from it, it, it kills the high. Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm going all Bill Clinton, man. I can't inhale. <laughs> well, I'm not I mean, saying I didn't. I I'm say saying I can't. As long as you're not going all Bill Clinton with your cigars, and then, you know, it's all fine and good. Got a Monica. Dear God. Getting a Monica. You know, that poor girl. She just. And she seems so sweet. I actually, okay, so we'll go off on this for a second. I actually watched a uh, one of those TED Talks yeah. with her. And you feel for her after this. She's a young girl. She gets caught up in this giant yeah. scandal. She was seduced by the president. I, I mean, mean, what young yeah. girl isn't going to be, like, drawn to that kind of power? Well, not to, maybe not Biden. Well, I mean... <laughs> 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 valid. I mean, I guess. I, oh, I don't know. God. Anyway. Yeah, I've I've got more jokes there, but I'm just going to let them all go. He's just sniffing their hair. The older I get, the less I want to make he's fun of the gonna, elderly. He's not going to do anything with a cigar or anything like that. He's just going to set them down and sniff their hair. <laughs> anyway. They're still, uh, they're still counting votes here in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get us over the hump, are you? Yeah, they uh they got the count down here doing it for us. Uh, one one vote. <laughs> mm, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, that was a throwback to uh to our uh election yep, episodes. I, I like that. I'm our, proud of you, we Will. Had, we had our election uh expert working that. It's that's true. true. Oh, it's true. Oh, anyway. Nick just party fouled on the floor here. No, at, I didn't. Uh, I hit the tip of the cigar against the box, but I'd already ash. So okay, good. Anyway, well, why don't we go ahead and close out the Ask the Boys segment. So, guys, make sure you get your questions into us by calling the Ask the Boys hotline, area code 863-874-0000. All right, guys, so now that we have uh, gotten through that, I am down to the final third of my cigar. Same here. 
What is everybody getting on the Warps La Comina? Well, I'll tell you right now, buddy, this was a good choice, and I like this cigar. Well, I appreciate it. It's one of my, uh, it's one of my, probably not weekly cigars, but every other week I like to sit down and smoke one. It's good, man. Like, this is the first cigar I've had of the day, and um, on the final third here, the, the spice level has ramped up a little yeah. bit. Um, starting to get a little bit more pepper in with that spice, not a ton, but a little bit more. Um, I guess, uh, I guess we could go ahead. Well, oh, you want to do a final third retro hail? We'll final third okay. retro hail here. And, uh, final third cigar dot com. See broccoli. I can hook you up. Brock. <laughs> oh my God. Brock. Yeah. The pepper has, uh, has ramped up. On oh the yeah. Retro hail quite a bit. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, the pepper has taken Ooh. over. Hanging in the nostrils Ooh. a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh it's good. It's it's a good this, cigar. This man. has been a complex cigar. It has. And I mean Nick's tearing up over there. Oh my god, I am actually a little <laughs> bit here. It's well Are you just crying because yeah. you're towards the end of the cigar? Well, or? there's a little bit of A, a little bit of B yeah. there. So oh my gosh, yeah, it's good. I got another chest hair growing in there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that makes three. <laughs> You you went into your nerd voice there. I like it. One day I'll be a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, well, man. So, um, y- your thoughts on it? I mean, obviously, it's a cigar you sent to us, and I'm really grateful that you did because I've enjoyed it. Um, it, you know, any final thoughts for you on the cigar here? I think it's uh, you know, if you want to put a cigar into a perfect category this this may be one of those perfect categories and had any, any issues with it no relights perfect burn you know it's not overpowering it's not gonna knock you down you can you don't have to eat before you smoke it so i think it's a great cigar that's true i i'm not like feeling like you know swimmy swimmy yeah. or anything like that because i mean it has been a little while since i had lunch and everything but you know i'm not feeling any swimminess or anything i'd I'd put this as a very solid medium. I wouldn't say it's a full-bodied cigar, but it's a it's not a mild cigar by any yeah. means. It's a it's a solid medium. And it, you know, we we smoke some cigars and we consider them kind of one note. This definitely does not no, fall in that this, category. This is not one note at all. This has got some some real spice and and uh, the the sweetness on the initial cold draw. I never really got like any kind of sweetness throughout the cigar. Yeah, it was mostly uh, varying levels of bake, baking spices. A little bit of pepper creeping in. There was some cedar notes and things like that. But by and large, I didn't really get any sweetness off of it. The next the time, smoking experience. The next but. time you're at the house, I'm going to give you a couple of juniper berries just to put in your mouth and get the flavor off of. I'm not and putting your berries in my mouth. <laughs> they're 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 in a jar. I'm not. Yes, I don't want Let, anywhere near yeah, my yeah, near my twigger berries. Yeah, yeah, Will Kristen keeps them on the mantle. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Down in the uh, in the dungeon. Exactly, yes. ma'am. Exactly. I call it the jungle room. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Speaking uh, of that, if um, you know, you don't have to be the winner. You know, if you want to come stay at our house any weekend here in North Carolina, you're more than welcome to come on down. Oh, See, you say true. that, and that's really sweet of you, but I'm hard to evict because sometimes I just dig in like a tick. It's all right. It's all right. Fair you enough. Well, how well secured to your wall is your sink? <laughs> I've begun bidetting in the shower now. Oh, that's right. Yep. That's right, because you can't reach around to your butt anymore in the sink because of the, 
the weight. It's easier in the so shower. You got to get to the shower. It's easier in the shower, you dick. <laughs> it's a pot calling the kettle fat there, Will. <laughs> I mean, when he's got to use a rag on a stick, it doesn't count as bidetting anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a rag on a stick, you sack of shit. I'm no, I'm no guy myself, so everything around here is pretty secure. That's okay, good, good stuff. That's good good stuff. It's uh, good to know. Well, uh, so let's let's do a commercial here real quick. Okay. So we uh, we're not this Friday going to be smoking a selection from my monthly no, cigars because be of the five five uh, Fridays. This five month. Fridays in July. So yeah. So this Friday it's going to be uh, just kind of out in the air. We'll see what, what, what we this we Friday have a brings. guest if everything comes through with it. It should yep. be very entertaining. Yep. And uh, then from there, um, so yeah, so that'll be Friday, and then next Tuesday will be what next Tuesday is. We'll, exactly. We'll, the we'll Friday see. after, though, we will be back to the My Monthly Cigars box. And we'll be and opening up the August box. It is the pulpit box. It is the pulpit box. And actually, well, okay, so first, before we get into the little bit of news that I have uh, regarding My Monthly Cigars, um, why don't we go ahead and tell everybody what My Monthly Cigars is. And it is a premium cigar subscription service. I thought you were going to let Pinky do it. No, I'm going to. Well, it. well, you know what? This is Will's choice. Will, would you rather hear Nick do the commercial or Pinky? Well, well, I think your choice is: do you want Pinky to do it, or do you want? Do you just want to do it yourself? Um, you can let Pinky do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, then we'll go ahead and put in Pinky's ad right here. This would normally be the time that I give some information about my monthly cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks! I don't think there's a guy that listens, or girl for that matter, that doesn't enjoy Pinky. Okay, well, so there. Now, as for the additional news. Um, there's additional news? There is additional news. I, so now. I don't know what this is. If you go to MyMonthlyCigars.com, Lounge Blend Coffee is now live and available on MyMonthlyCigars.com. So it's now a one-stop shop to get the fucking good Lounge Blend Coffee as well as your cigars. Now, here's the little bit of info. There is free shipping on the Lounge Blend if bought by itself. Or, if you buy a bag of coffee, you get 10% off something else added to your order. No codes needed. It's automatic. Oh, wow. So, you, if you buy a bag of Lounge Blend coffee, you get 10% off your cigars if you buy that with it. And it's just automatic. Takes no care questions of it on, asked. No questions asked. No code needed. Nothing like no that. No fuss, no muss. Or if you buy the coffee by itself, you get free shipping on the coffee. Well, there you go. So, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yep. So, now, Will, let, let me ask you this. If people want to follow your page and, and watch your cigar smoking journey, how do they do that? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at WillP35. WillP35 on Instagram. Super easy. Super easy peasy. Now, uh, Nick, how do folks follow us on the socials? We're on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N E K K I D Gator. Well, you know that's my page. We're also on Facebook on the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group, where everybody has chimed in. And guys, I just want to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up for a moment. 
There's been some feedback about the announcement last episode about going to one a week in September. Some suggestions thrown my way, various ideas, various... Re- you know, Are they spe- telling you to ditch me? Speculative reasons as to why Gator wants to get out of doing two a week, you know, things of that nature. Because I'm lazy. Well, there's been other speculative reasons, but, you know, the point is... But um, it comes down to the fact I'm lazy. The point is, I'm working on some stuff. So just, just chill. Oh my God, you're going to better deal me. Just chill. You sack. I don't think the announcement from last episode is going to stick in the way that I think it was announced. I think before it's all said and done, there will be some version of the pulpit. You're better dealing me. On the other day. So You're better dealing me. So I'm just saying, so you guys, sack. I'm working on some stuff, so we'll see what comes to fruition. But don't fret. We also have another project we'll we're figure working something on, out. but I don't know if what you're saying includes that or if I'm just screwed out of this. Um, well, it all depends, Jeff, because that may not come to fruition, in which case I still have to produce for the people because I care about their listening experience <laughs> and they want to a week. So I'm going to make sure they get what they want. And, you know, and I will point out that uh, Nick over there at the Pulpit Parishioners Group, he asked uh, in a post for which Nick um, is this? Gervais, okay. He asked um, some folks to uh, to give um, biography information about us. You, you know, really have to bring this up because I've read this. I think they're pretty good myself. Well, I bet you do. But but I do want to point out that uh, listener Mike Morgan added an addendum to his biography of mine, saying that quote for the bishop i was going to conclude by referring to him as the glue that holds this shit show together but he didn't think that would make the cut though i personally do think it makes the cut and by god mike i'm coming through for you man i'm I'm being the glue you're going to get two episodes a week whether it's just me and me and a guest host or me doing something or me doing just doing an interview with somebody but by god you're gonna you're gonna get two episodes a week one way or the other okay then so there you go so and then there's twitter there's youtube and guys, we need your questions in the Ask the Boys hotline. Air code 863-874-0000. Maybe Alan Melissa need a co-host from me. <laughs> I mean, whatever. They only do one episode a week. You'd fit in fine with them. Guys so. at the straight cut, we might I mean, have to talk. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> He's difficult to work with, guys, just to let you know. So I just sit here and smoke a cigar. I'm happy, happy. That's kind of exactly what I've been saying all along. <laughs> all along. But anyway. So hey, you do you, man. I, I'm just I'm not saying that you and I don't do our one. Well, a week. you get this. He's screwing me out of this. Right? I'm not saying it. that yeah. you don't get to do your one a week. I'm just saying that the people want two a week. They've gotten used to two a week. So by God, I'm going to make sure they get two a week. Fair enough. Fair. That's enough. all I'm saying. The kilt is holding it down. I am. I am. You know, <laughs> I'm strapping on my big boy kilt and I'm going to business. Ugh, that's disturbing. <laughs> that is really disturbing. You know. I mean, you don't encourage him, Will. But like, I was up here at Riverman all day yesterday, just hanging out, having cigars, and wearing the kilt all day long. God, it was comfortable, free and breezy. It was nice. Uh, You know, when you got to take a bathroom break, super easy to take a whiz. Well, I'll tell you what's really (laughs) disturbing is when he wears the hoop kilt because when he sits down, it pops up like an old prom dress. I don't have a hoop kilt. (laughs) I have a nice. Have a nice utility kilt with the cargo pockets utility and all that. Kilt, nice. But you can dress it up or dress it down. Like yesterday, I was in a t-shirt and flip flops with it. You know, because why not? It's a hardened battle kilt. I mean, it's not a hardened battle kilt. It's it's 
like we'll get the final word from Dan at the end of the month to see if his numbers have gone down since the kids made. <laughs> Dude, there were like nine people chilling out in the lounge in here yesterday. It was nice. I mean, I you know, with COVID and everything, um, the lounges, it's really been uh, a slow tick back up, it, it has. seems, for, for for people rolling in and everything. And uh, but not last night. Last night there was a good crowd of people. There were people coming in as I was leaving. You know, I mean, it was it was busy. It was nice. That's awesome. It was good to see. So do y'all still have people riding around with the mask on in their car? Well, okay. So, <laughs> so man, I haven't seen that as much. Now I will say this episode is coming out on Tuesday. Um, last Friday. It was announced that St. Louis City and County are implementing a mask mandate again for everybody, whether you're vaccinated or not. And they're trying to avoid, I, I guess this is in response to the whole Delta variant and everything like that. Um, yet at the same time, they're trying to encourage everybody to get vaccinated. But my whole thing is like, you just took away the carrot for trying to entice people to get vaccinated if you're going to tell them that they still have to wear the mask whether they got vaccinated or not so yeah. you know I, I failed to see i don't well, know you know why don't you people that are vaccinated are still getting delta well no you know why because the violence level in this country has gone through the roof because everybody is wanting to uh uh cut back on various sp- uh spending in law enforcement, and I'm not going to, you know, get into the politics of that and all that. But what you're seeing is massive, you know, uh, killing uprises in Chicago and various other areas. I mean, the attorney general is just up in Chicago on Friday, you know, uh, to address that in and of itself. And what I suspect this is, I suspect that it's a shiny penny situation. Look over here. Don't pay attention to what's going on over here. Look over here. Well, you and just I, went all conspiracy. I I'm, like it. I'm just saying I suspect covid is there's a lot of control in covid that people are overlooking because they want to be you know uh oh but we have to be so protective of everybody guys explain to me somebody please explain to me how when i'm in a restaurant covid can only get me in the aisles it can't get me at a table because when i'm at the table and i'm it's eating your zone of and protection. i'm eating and drinking yeah. apparently covid doesn't impact me when i'm sitting at a table it only impacts me when i'm in the aisle getting up to come and go or go to the bathroom yep i mean there's so much illogical ridiculousness mixed into all these mandates that i just can't take it seriously I, anymore i told you and will you may have heard this i was in pinkneyville illinois okay my hometown and i'm driving north of town on the highway 127 and I saw a guy on one of these low-profile bikes, you know, and he's out riding and he's having a good time. And I'm like, hey, good for you. And I drive past him and I realize he's wearing a mask. And it's like, dude, you're by yourself on a bike. Yep. You can take off the mask. And I don't understand the logic. Anyway. But that was our, you know, conspiracy moment. I would say, there's my mask rant for the day. We know which way he voted. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, in general. Like, I just think this is just ludicrous, man. I just think, look, in the beginning, everybody was doing their part and blah, 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 and all that kind of fun stuff. But this has gone on long enough. And uh, I'm going to give you a... And I feel so bad for all the people that have passed away and all the people that have lost loved ones. But I, I just... But pe- people also die from the flu. But I'll tell you this. Restaurants are hurting as it is right now between low staffing and everything like that. Yep. You bring down more mandates on the restaurants again, 
and you start talking about you know making them do carry out only and whatever else, we might as well just kill small business in this country. Uh, I'm I'm going to probably hack off half the listeners here. Oh boy, because you know some people are pro vaccine, some people are against the vaccine. Whatever way you come down, you do you. Okay, you know your body, your choice. Here we go. We'll throw that out there. My friend Dave, who was on the show with us, yeah. Um, you know, we, we grew up together. We've known each other our whole lives. Dave broke down and got the shot. Now he did the Johnson and Johnson, the one, the one and out. Yeah. And he spent the next week and a half in and out of the hospital in the ER with massive migraines that they could not explain, would not say it was related to the shot, but he has thousands of dollars of hospital bills coming at him. And it happened the day after he got the shot is when that started. He's never had migraines that he's dealt with in his entire life. Wow. I haven't heard that. That's, I mean. Now, now that's now the Johnson one, Johnson one is no longer available, correct? I think it's available, but with a warning now. Oh, because it was okay. giving, people were getting Guillain-Barre syndrome, for the love of God. That's well, bad. I know, also know there were a couple of deaths, but that was in relation to the. The mixture of birth control pills with the... Uh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it was like women. I don't know what birth control Dave's taken. Oh, <laughs> well, it was it was impacting We'll women. have to ask him. It was impacting women, but anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. I know my wife suffered with the uh, COVID for a solid two weeks here. Yeah. She stayed in the same house, but... um. I just uh, sitting on the stuff that fell out of the steels here in the mountains of North Carolina, and, and I never, never had a sniffle. See, and that's the thing, man. I mean, look again. I don't want to, don't want to make light of the situation for those that have had it and those that I've had it. My dad had it. Yeah. passed away from it. You know, I don't want to. I'm not saying it's not real, but I guess what I'm saying is, at some point. The cure is worse than the disease, and when you look at the totality of everything. You know, I just, for the life of me, at some point we got to start, we we can't just continually keep staying in this weird limbo of existence, you know? Yeah. I mean, at some point we have to start thinking about- Two weeks to flatten on. the curve. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. So, Will, um, your your final thoughts here, how- <laughs> As we've gone all political. Yeah, exactly. Will, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> good, doing good. <laughs> so what are we from from listening to the show and then being on the show with us? You know, what are your takeaways from it? Uh, did you enjoy sitting down with us? Of course. Of Good course deal. I did. I, I look forward to it. So, And I also look forward to uh, listening to your show twice a week. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Appreciate that. <laughs> He's definitely team uh, Bishop on that one. But I have uh, I have been disappointed. I've been waiting to hear that. Um, Episode with the ex. <laughs> you know, and we almost did that, what, two weeks ago. And oh. she decided to bow out at the last second. Let's be real, Jeff. It's probably for the best for you. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be living in your guest room. I, you're going to be homeless, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the bottom I'm line. I'm headed down to see Will. That's the bottom line. That's true. He did invite <laughs> you to stay at his place. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome, dude. It's it's it, you. You don't know what you're bringing into your. I'd house. like to be two two hours from the mountains or the beach. That would be great. You don't know what you're bringing into your house. Uh, a pox. <laughs> you're bringing a pox. It's a pox upon your house. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
I have to grease the wheels, tell her I'll send her some fat bottom Bettys and some leather rows. Oh yeah, you you're oh. gonna send her some leather rows. Um, you you'll get the hook up there. We'll get her on. Oh boy, oh that's great. I've well, still dude, got the questions, dude. I really do appreciate you coming on with us, man. And I know you know we talked about this a month ago, and then we put this together in the last couple of days. And I really appreciate you making time to sit down and talk to us. Definitely, not a problem. Not a problem. Well, we have smoked and enjoyed the warped La Colmina, courtesy of Will. Outstanding cigar. Outstanding cigar. Really enjoyed it. Had some great spice at the end. Really, really liked it. So, guys, unless there's anything else to bring before the board here. I think we have hit all the uh, you know salient points. All right. Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. And I'm Will. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. <laughs>